again I feel good, good and deeper than I have ever been And if you knew I am so hesitant to try again You'd understand why I don't wanna let you in I don't wanna feel my stomach turn like this I don't wanna open up my heart like this If I the misery beat of my past relationships Then I'll let you to the Funny man. <laughs> Good afternoon and uh, welcome to Sportinarium live on Radio Willingdon.com. I hope you're having a great Sunday and I'm late.
hope you're all having a great Sunday afternoon. We've got a fabulous show lineup for you today. We've got uh, an interview with Adam Etches, former IBF Intercontinental middleweight champion. And we've also got an interview with Chris from Boyle's Gym up in Worksop near Sheffield. We recently interviewed uh, one of his fighters, Nicola Hopewell. So we're going to be chatting with some more of his fighters, Ellie, Ben and Holly. Soon after this, we'll, uh, I'll stop interrupting the record there. Together in Electric Dreams, that's a great tune, that one. Takes me back uh, to my childhood when I was probably about actually eight when that came out, but uh, I remember it well and I remember the movie, and I'm sure many of you of a certain vintage probably do too. So uh, welcome, welcome back to Sportinarium Live on Radio Willingdon on uh, this, uh, well, probably not so sunny Sunday, but uh, and I hope you're all uh, sitting comfortably and, uh, and waiting for your roast dinners and, uh, and whatnots and uh, maybe enjoying a little glass of alcohol. Well, we've got a great show lined up for you today, as I was saying. We've got uh, an interview with Adam Etches, who was a uh, former IBF Intercontinental uh, middleweight champion. Uh, we talked, Dave and I talked to him in a little while uh, just about his career and um, what he's up to now. And also uh, the first interview we've got for, for you today is um, with Chris from uh, from Boyle's Gym up there in Worksop, uh, Near Sheffield, I always say workshop. I always I want to say workshop, but obviously that would be wrong. But I'm a southerner, and obviously that's up the north, and I'd probably get shot for doing it. But uh, great, great guy, and uh, running a fab- fantastic gym up there. Got a lot of uh, really good fighters. It's a mixture of amateur and professional fighters, and uh, like I say, uh, they're really on the up. And uh, we at Sport and Air, um, we're extremely honoured actually that. Uh, we, we've been uh, given the role of ambassador sponsors uh, for, for Chris and his fighters up there in, in the gym, which is a big honour for us. And uh, So before I, I start waffling on too much, I'll jump straight into the interview. Uh, we spoke with Chris and Holly and Ellie and Ben and uh, all great guys and girls. And they tell us a little bit about their careers and uh, what they're hoping to achieve. They've all, they've all just recently turned professional. They've all got fights coming up and... Uh, the girls have had one each, and I believe Ben's had one as well. And uh, like I say, it's, they're definitely guys and girls to be watching out for. But I'll let you listen to the interview, and you can uh, you can decide for yourselves. You are listening to Sport and Area live on Radio Wellington. <laughs> Richie, <laughs> I just thought you left me. <laughs> Good afternoon and welcome back to Sport and Area. I'm Lakey and uh, I've got my trusty co-host Arv Me Too with me. Hello Arv. Hello, Lakey. Hello, everyone. How's everybody doing? Everybody okay today? All good. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Our special guest uh, for this segment of the show, we've got Chris, the head trainer down at the Xbox Gym in Workshop. And uh, you've brought a couple of your fighters, or a few of your fighters with you, I believe, Chris. Yeah? I certainly have, yeah. I've brought uh, the two girls who are uh, up and coming to start of the journey. And I've got Ben as well. It was uh, an obvious pro, so I've got three. Brilliant. 
Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. I mean, we interviewed Nicola, who trains at Nicola Hopewell, who trains with you the other day, and obviously we all yeah. got chatting, and we thought it'd be really good to get you on onto the show so we can talk about some some of your fights, and we'll also talk about you, Chris. I mean, um, how yeah. did how many? Obviously, you're based up there and work. So you've got obviously some great fighters in the gym. How about yeah. yourself? How did all this come about? How did the gym come about, and how have you become a trainer? How did the gym come about? The yeah. gym come about. Um, I basically I went, I went army from from school, and then obviously I boxed in army and that. And then when I went into police force, I was working in Lincolnshire police. Uh, about yeah. 15, maybe 15, 20 years ago now. Yeah. And I, I started setting up some gyms in in Lincoln. You know, like just get kids off the streets and away from like antisocial behaviour and criminal damage and that. Yeah. I've got them up. That's how I met. You know, uh, Daniel Cantor from Eshan's gym. Yeah. Yeah, I, I met early. Daniel Cantor when he was about eight and started in with boxing. Wow, okay. it was mad. Yeah, which is crazy. But anyway, it started there, and then uh, I got approached in workshop to run a gym in workshop. But I'm already busy with that one. But I said, yeah, go on, and I'll do it. So I set that one up in workshop, which was Manton ABC. It weren't this one. Yeah, and then we just outgrew Manton basically. We had a full stable parameters. We outgrew it, so we just got to another gym, two units together, and then we started Xbox, and we just wanted to be something. A little bit different, something that kind of like had a good name, you know, like both thought of Xbox. Yeah, you get them off the Xbox and into the Xbox. I like that. Yeah. I was going to ask you, you came up with that name. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And how many fighters have you got there in the gym now? Then how many are you sort of training at? The I've time? got uh, well, I've got professionals. I've got five. Uh, yeah. I've got obviously I've got Nicholas Stokes, who's a superfly, and then yeah. I've got I've got Ollie, who's a featherweight, and then I've got Eleanor, who's a middleweight, who's gigantic. Yeah. Uh, not not obviously width. I'm on about height. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, okay. Smackman, she's only very close to me, so I don't want to say too much. <laughs> and then I've got Ben, who was a super welter. Uh, and also I've got uh, Zach Lane, who's a bit he's injured him in it, but he's a, he's a welterweight as well. So I've got five pros, and I've got about on cards license amateurs. So about maybe about twenty now license. Oh, brilliant! Oh, you got quite a few then. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's a good thing that you've got the amateurs and the pros together, mixing with one another and helping one another. It's tough because years ago, they never let you do both. No, 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 no. They wouldn't make a mix. You couldn't, you couldn't get even go by one another back in the day. Yeah, I just thought that was strange, of because mm -hmm. you know, I couldn't understand why you want to like do your amateur career with your boxers, mm -hmm. and then obviously have to say bye bye, then go and find a professional yeah. coach because yeah. you can't no longer train. It's like oh, I know. not for just for the boxers, but for them. Yeah, yeah strangest thing ever. It's that, so very strangest thing ever. Yeah, and me, I'm so very strange, and I'm glad that you can use these days now. You can use the amateur coach and take him along with you to go professional because it weren't allowed, but. What better to have the coach what taught you when the amateur is going to look out for you and got your best yeah. interest at hand, so it's a good thing. Of course they are. It's the one you trust, yeah. isn't it? The one who starts your That's right. Trust me. That, that's right, and that's what it's all, that's what it's all about. It yeah. It kills yes, you. Yes, I totally agree. It does not kill you, and I just wish that could have happened to me back in the day, but oh well, you guys know what it's like, and the good thing that has changed. So, yeah, yeah but it sounds like you've got a thriving stable of fighters down there then, Chris. So yeah, obviously yeah, you've got you've got some of them there with you now. Um, yeah. So it'd be good if they could all introduce... So if we go with the ladies first, because um, yeah. that's, that's the polite thing to do, obviously. Um, do they want to say hello and introduce themselves, let the listeners know who they are and you know what, what weight they're at and how many fights they've had? That'd be a good start, I think. Okay, Ollie, go on then, mate. Um, hi, I'm Holly. Hello, um, Holly. Hello, Holly. Hello, Holly. Right. Yeah, are you okay, darling? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank good. you. Good, good, good. 
So uh, uh, how, how old are you, Holly? You sound very young. I mean, I'm very old, so you, everyone sounds um, young to me. But... I'm 16. 16, okay. wow. Oh, are you, and you're a professional. Yes. Of course, I've, Nicola spoke about you. You're 16 and you're a professional fighter already, I believe. Is that right? She's, yeah, she's 17 in November, lately. Wow. I mean, that, okay, that okay. is crazy. <laughs> Let uh, me just, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about Holly because she won't tell you. Yeah. Because Holly has won the national titles and all will know about how hard it is but she's won the nationals of oh, uh, fair every, way, every way every year back to wow. six years wow wow and you and know you what know, why do you know that's, that's amazing three different weight classes mate she's gone through. that's amazing oh, Ali, is it you is it you what just pop, popped up the other day on twitter you've just offered up a twitter account Weren't you on it, yeah, Ella? Ella. No, that was Ellie, that off. Oh, that was oh, Ellie. Yeah, I've, I've started following yeah. Ellie. I'm going to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. Andy, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That, that's a great achievement. That is such a hard thing. You know, Chris, it's hard to win a title, never mind, in different different ways. You know what I mean? It's just such a, such a hard... It's a, it is so hard. You know, listen, Chris, I want a novice, and that was hard enough. So to win match titles in different ways is such a hard thing to do. Of course Yes, yes. <laughs> so Holly, you, so, so Holly, you're six, nearly seventeen, yeah. Um, yeah. So, how many professional fights have you had? Have you have you had your pro debut yet, or are you still waiting on that? Uh, yeah, I've had my pro de- debut. You've had it. So when was that yeah. one? When did you take? When did that one take place? Uh, it was on September fourth. Wow. Okay. They're in Aberdeen that at Lake. Oh, okay. Are you? Oh, okay. So you've had your first. And what weight do you fight at, Holly, as a professional? Uh, fly, flyweight, featherweight, featherweight. Oh, that's a really good uh, uh, red hot division to be in. Yeah. yeah. Another thing is, how, how many rounds was that to be a first fight? What, what did what was it? So, four twos, six twos, uh, six twos, six twos. How, how, did, how did you find? How did you find the transitioning from training, training from amateur to professional? How did you find that? It was alright. I preferred it to be honest. Did you prefer it to, you know, yeah. get, getting rid of the uh, guards, going down yeah, to small, yeah. smaller gloves, planting your feet? <laughs> how, how was it? How did you find that? You trusted it to change from that to that? I liked it, but I was, it was a, it was an easy trans, what do you call it? Transition. Transition. Okay. Did, did you find it easier from turning from the amateur to going professional? You prefer that, did you? Yeah, I preferred that. Okay. Excellent, okay. Excellent. And um, so you, you're fighting at featherweight. You've had one fight. And uh, are you guys there? Sorry. Before we move on to the other guys and girls. Um, so Holly, are you? Uh, we found something out very interesting from Nicola the other day, and I'm sure I'm sure you're all the same there because obviously we always when we think of professional boxers because we were trying to find Nicola's boxing record and um, oh that's great <laughs> yeah and we were looking on on box record and then obviously Nicola advised us that um, she fights under the is it the the Bieber B I B A yeah, British Irish Boxing Authority. Yeah, so are Chris, you guys all licensed under that? So, so, say that again, Lee, Are you guys all licensed under Bieber? Yeah, we're all licensed under Bieber, mate. We could have we could have easily gone with British Boxing Board of Control, and, and we could have easily because they're talented. Yeah. But the thing is, the thing is, this is how it is. This is what we think. We've been with we've spoke to British Irish first. They've looked after us. Yeah. The reason why I've stuck with them is because mainly is, is because they're really really focused on females in the sport. Because yeah. if you remember going back, oh, you remember this. Jane Couch took British Boxing Board of Control to court. To court, that's right. Three that's times right. about female yep. boxing. And they never wanted to do it then. 
they got mm. bullied into it, really, didn't they? Yeah, they, it is. You know, there's no British titles of, there's no English no. titles. No, 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 no. no. But we, listen, Chris, you know what? Me and, Le- me and Lanky, you don't have this conversation all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He'll tell you about there not being no British titles, English yeah. titles. I mean... You know, it's, 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 it's to be, to be completely honest because... with you guys, I mean, I, I'm, I, I find it absolutely, and I know the old um, BBB of the um, line yeah. is we haven't. There's not enough um, depth of women, but but there really is. When you look across the country at how many females are coming, or women are coming through in boxing, there's loads, and there's no excuse for the no, no English or British titles. I mean, I think exactly. that's a travesty. Not I mean, what is it to what is it to bring them into the sport if that's the case? Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And not being yeah. funny, if if, um, if in any other job in any other industry, that's equivalent to um, saying to female employees, for example, that actually we have these different grades of promotion that you can have, but you can't have yeah. those two because there's not enough exactly. of them to justify. You know, it's yeah. just it's an absolutely it's exactly. a travesty. So no, I don't blame you. But we found out yeah, about the Beaver and. Um, Sorry, I've cut you over, but but we found out about the Bieber, and I, you know I've been looking into it since we spoke to Nicola because it was it was a real eye opener, you know, and the work those guys are, are actually doing um, for female boxing is, is absolutely brilliant. So I don't blame you at all for, for actually um, for going professional through them. You know, I think that's really good. Yeah, and, and you and you've got to look at it, Lakey, as well, mate. That you know, also again we spoke about it at the beginning of the conversation, but unless you're a superstar, and Arvel Arvel got to comment on this, and Ethan yeah. would have done viewers here, but unless you are a superstar, you're not going to get the chances, are you? No. The superstars get. And even the men's field where there's a big, big pool, you've mm. got to be special. And if you've yeah. not won an Olympics or you've not got got a big, big promoter behind you, you're going to struggle to get the openings anyway. You've got a better chance of boxing for titles and you can still box for all the world governing bodies. You still get one yeah. by IBF, everything else. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else changes. Yeah. So it's all good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think you've made a very sensible decision there for your, for your fighters. Yeah. Um, so who else? Oh, what's that noise I can hear in the... We got... Is that Ben? Yeah, I can hear it as well. Yeah. I bet it's Ben that. I bet he's trying to sell some money for the tickets on TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's just my partner's TV upstairs. Oh. But don't mind it, Ben. Oh, oh, yeah. That's all right. We'll let no, you know. I know. We thought you were bored and had switched the telly on or something. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to no, put, I'm gonna put Miami Vice on. Oh, that's going back some years, isn't it? Miami <laughs> Vice. Show me that. Miami Vice. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> hey, you know, I'll get saying, though, you know, even though you guys are on the Beaver, you can all still fight one another. You can still fight British boxing. You can still fight one another, can't you? You still can. Can't you can fight one another as in you can fight this is that which you can fight one another in the British Irish anybody in British Irish can fight anybody obviously but then you can fight if it were a world say if it were for a world title yeah and the British Boxing Board of Control fighter was going to box the British Irish but it was under governance of the WBC yeah. yeah, and of course you could fight them because it's it's under their governance not British Boxing yeah not under their own that's right it's sanctioned by you know you know, WBA, WBO, whatever it is. Yeah, so got, yeah. They could fight each other. Yeah, of course they can. Got, yeah, brilliant stuff. So obviously that's that's young Holly. So that's great. And then we've got is it yeah. Ellie? We've got Ellie. Yeah. Hello, Ellie. Oh, Ellie. It's your turn, Hi. Ellie. Come on, you can talk to us. We we'll let you. It's all right. Go on. <laughs> if you if you ask her the questions, Lake, she will talk to you. Trust me. Go on then, Ellie. Not. Right, Ellie. You've just joined Twitter because we've all been we've all well, I think we've all followed. Yeah. You. I hope we have. We have. We have. We all. Fo- we all. We all. So Ellie, how how did you how did you get about how did you come about and you know how did you start boxing how did that come around for you? 
my brother started, so I just came with him and liked it, to be fair. Ah, and did you do any oh, amateur bro, fighting really? or anything like that at all? Just say that again, Lake mate. Did you have any amateur fights? Did you, you know, obviously Holly, we know Holly. 24. Had a... Yeah, I'd like 24, I think. 24. And how long have you been boxing okay. for now, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I think six years. Six. Oh, so quite a while. Okay. Quite a wow. while. Quite a while. Okay. So that's impressive. And are you, I believe, I'm, forgive me if I'm wrong, you can seem, I mean, you can't punch me from where you are, which is fine, but um, are you fighting on the Aberdeen card that Nicola's fighting on uh, in, is it November? Yeah, they both are like your three females are fighting on that. Oh, you're all on there. Okay. Oh, right. Oh, excellent, excellent. Brilliant stuff. Yeah. So, so that, no, go on, Arv, you go first, mate. Yeah, I was just gonna, just, I was just gonna ask, will this be a second fight? Will it be a second fight? Will it be? Yeah, sec- second fight, Lake. Uh, Arv, yeah. Second oh, brilliant fight. stuff. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're looking, you're looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, me? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and what yeah, weight yeah, do you What weight are you? What weight are you? Uh, middleweight. Middleweight. So, I mean, yeah. that's that's quite. I mean, are you? I'm just trying to think. A middle. Is it? Um, we've got Rang, Hannah Rankin. She's middle, isn't she? Or she's Hannah super, Rankin. Yeah, she's a she's a middle. Mid, mid, middleweight. Yeah. Middleweight. Yeah. That's Chris, she Shields. Yeah, she Shields. I mean, that's an exciting division to be in, isn't it? Middleweight. Mid, middleweight. That's it. Eleven seven, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It is, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That's a yeah. good division to be. And how are you it's finding it. for yourself? I mean, obviously, if you did six years, you've been training for six years. You've had those amateur fights. How and you've had your first professional fight. How have you found the transition across to the pro ranks? Is, have you found it quite? Have you, you preferring it? Like I've asked um, Holly earlier, are you finding it better for you as well as a pro? Yeah, I think it's better because you get like more time at gym and that. Yeah, yeah, and and how are you finding it about the head guards and you know all that kind of stuff? I think I prefer it to be honest. You're preferring it as well. And yeah. uh, another another quick question for you. For, I mean, obviously, Holly, you're you're turning seventeen. Sorry, Ellie, how old are you? If you don't mind me, I know you should never ask a lady her age, but it's just interesting. How old are you? Eighteen. You're, so you're oh blimey, you're a young one as well. So, I mean, do you, are you just full time boxers? Are you working alongside or studying or anything? Are you at college or anything at all like that whilst you're boxing, or is it just purely the, boxing? Yeah, at the minute, like they're both uh, they're both full time athletes, as in they're both sponsored. They've both got sponsorship deals with Excellent. sponsors. Yeah. Oh, they? Well, that's absolutely um, brilliant. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good setup. Of we've got we've wow. got his own sponsorship officer. We've got his own social media officer. We've got oh, fantastic some promotions. Everything fantastic, fantastic. And then, and then I'm also I've just got them both signed up to being like apprenticeships in gym, so they're both going to be like yeah. coaches in the gym. Oh, oh so. fantastic! Yeah. Listen, I want to ask something. You ladies, I want to ask you something. You know, ladies, what did you find in the amateurs? Was it six? What did you find twos and then up to three? Or was it all twos? How did it go? Has it been all twos? Yeah, yeah we mixed. was mixed twos and threes. What, what did you what did you prefer? Did you prefer prefer the twos or did you prefer the threes? Um, I preferred the threes because you had more time to do. Something. You got more time, is what everybody yeah. says. So you know, ladies, you know when you you like, you like the fighting six twos, would you prefer the threes in the professional? You know, the more time, would you prefer that also? I think I prefer more three three minute rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I told you because uh, yeah. both different are because yeah. Uh, Ollie, Ollie is a very Ollie was always technical from the start. Yeah. She was always yeah. a real good, good technical fighter. Yeah. I'll send you some footage of her. You'll see. Oh, uh, I'll send you some. Art. She's a lovely. Yes, I like that. Very, very technical. And she likes the rounds. You know what I mean? She likes yeah. the time to build and, and find her opponent's gaps. Whereas Ella, Ella yeah. prefers twos. 
But yeah. Ellie is like a Thomas Ernst. She's like yeah. five foot eleven. Do you know? What oh I mean? wow, yeah. You know, yeah. middleweights is huge. So she yeah. loves the two minute round, which can just boss a jab for two minutes. Use a jab arm. Oh yeah. Not get too yeah. tired with that jab yeah. arm. Got you. Got you. Got you. Both different, obviously. One's like well, a Thomas, and one's like an Ernst. So. Oh, I, I, I brilliant. But for, you know, for when we started off, when, when they are, what, what, what were they fighting? Six twos or four twos? What were the what, what was the uh... because they're they're all because the class is elite elite amateurs. Yeah, they have to start on six on six. Oh, okay, six twos. Okay, yeah. oh, brilliant stuff. Oh, That's I think Ollie did five rounds in the first fight. Yeah, we stopped it in the fifth. And then, oh, wow. Yeah, and Ellie, Ellie did all six, and they were fine, mate. Honestly, stamina was perfect, no dramas. And it sounds like you've got such a brilliant... I mean, like you say, you know, the you guys and girls, they're coming in there, they've got that sponsorship, they can concentrate yeah. full-time on their... I mean, that's a real... That's good, you know. They've got that structure and that foundation there to push, you know, mm. you know propel them forward yeah. with their career. I mean, that's yeah. that's that already, you know, that's that's a, a brilliant mm. head start, isn't it? Over what a lot of you know exactly. professionals do face, yeah, you know, holding down full time jobs and and having that apprenticeship yeah. there, especially because they're younger. Because as we all know, they're very young at the minute, but you know, yeah. li life can pass by very quickly, and before you know it, you know, yeah. you're not boxing oh, anymore, and you know, to have that that yeah. that backup of an apprenticeship behind them as well. It's just it's just as well if you. I bet Arbel comment on this if you look at it Arby, you, you you lose so many people between 16 and 19 so many boxers are talented good because of drinking you know the great drinking yeah. with mates you know what i mean Arby? 100 percent yeah 100 percent you know that may drinking and and yeah. women and that kind of thing exactly. you know and that you know it happens to a lot of them you know and not, not only that chris people who could have done gone far and done very good out of their careers exactly. for some reason yeah. It beats them, doesn't it? I don't know why, but it's something what seems to always happen every year with every fighter, you know, yeah. going, that person could have been good, he could have, you know, happen. women then yeah. drinking that, yeah, so many mates, you know. They'll yeah. keep it in here, they'll stay, you see, so they'll, they'll yeah. be really they'll be focused, concentrated, uh, I kick the backside if they, if they do a out of line, and then, uh, yeah. you know, they're there, aren't they? So they can't waste the time, because if they're going to have a good career and a, and a long career, then they need to look after themselves now. I keep saying this to them, so yeah. that's just well, that's what they're doing, and they're going to stick to it. So we'll, I think. Well, 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 well. I was going to say, what's interesting talking to you? I mean, obviously, um, talking to Isham last night about his fight. You've both got that same kind of ethos in regards to how you want to train the fighters, and you know, yeah. keeping them focused, really focused on um, on their careers. So, I mean, that that is brilliant. I mean, and um, hopefully. Hopefully, you know, that will continue with them as well. Hopefully they'll keep, you know. Yeah, it will. I mean, it definitely will. I mean, Isham, Isham, and, Isham and sings that same song sheet. We're very similar. Yeah. Always yeah. been very similar. We both, we both teach switch hitting. We yeah. both, you know what I mean, teach footwork. We've got the lines like the Ingalls gym. You know what I mean? We both come through similar kind of paths and that. Yeah. So it, we always bond well, me and Isham. We always have. Yeah. yeah. Well, I must be kind of you, you know, Chris. I wasn't here yeah. today well I do with him mate he's a real genuine guy Clonus who's got the gym with him Clonus is really good as well yeah. they're, they're brilliant people and, they're, and like I say he's a he's one of these guys that can't buy his experience and knowledge because he's got no, it no. Yeah. never forget you should come off titles your yeah. titles yeah. don't get yeah. yeah, unless you go and, and still be humble the way he was very old. much so very yeah, much so you know yeah. I was always on the circuit with him back in the day when I was a pro and he, 
I have got nothing bad to say about him because he had these belts and fighting for world titles and he was always the way he is today. And I love and respect that of him. Mm, he's always yeah. been that way, Arvan. He's always been signed. Do you know what I mean? Just that kind of yeah. good guy, isn't it? Lovely. Yeah, 100%, yeah. my friend. 100%, Chris. 100%. Yeah. And before I think, I forget, we better talk to young Ben who's here as well because Paul, you know, he's, yeah. oh, he's sat there in his cave yeah. and, you know. My son. Yeah. Nice one, um, Lakey, because I only forgot about it. Yeah, how can you forget about Ben? Everyone forgets about me. Bloody hell. <laughs> sorry, so, sorry. I'm re- ben, I'm really sorry. Mute your uh, don't worry about it. It's <laughs> so new to me, this. So, Ben, great to yeah. have you on, mate. Tell us a little bit about Cheers. you as well. So, what's going on with you? How, you know, what weight are you? You know, how many fights you've had? Give us, give the listeners an idea about you, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, obviously, my name is Ben. I'm uh, 29 years old. Uh, I didn't start boxing till I was probably 19. I did a couple of unlicensed fights just for pure factors. I was sick of getting bullied, so I did take boxing up. Um, and for my first, obviously, we know how these unlicensed fights go. They're not, they're not very matched properly and stuff. So I'd never threw a punch in my life. I'd been bullied from age of me being probably 10, 12 years old. So I decided to why not? Let's have a go. Um, and I ended up I ended up stopping a, a bloke that had been amateur competitioning for nine years, and I ended up stopping him in the second round. Oh, amazing! So, um, no, go on. I interrupted you. I threw your train of thought. No, no, you're right. Um, but yeah, I ended up stopping him, and I just ended up basically instead of me getting bullied. I had that that passion just. Oh, you still there? That was basically it. That is fantastic, then, nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, so for you, I mean, obviously from being bullied, I mean, um, which is awful, you know. It's not not sure yeah. how that bullying is not something you know that's just disgraceful. No. in any shape or form, and shouldn't happen. Um, but so so from that, you, it's given you a massive, obviously, your confidence. I'm presuming has gone through the roof. Yeah, definitely. When like I did a lot of um, they brought something called Ozbox out after I did my um, unlicensed fight. They brought something called Ozbox out, which mm. just like a thing to get the kids off of the streets. Yeah. Um, and I did a few fights with them. I won them as well. Um, and it stopped. They they were funded by lottery, I believe. They they stopped it all. So I was given false hopes. Did all my training for years and years, trying to trying to make some of them send. I didn't really get nowhere. And it weren't until I met Chris um, that I had a positive role model and I had a good lead in life. And it's leaded me up to where I am. Yeah. I didn't have no. I didn't have the most um, amateur fights or anything like that, but I had quite a good run at the amateur at the amateurs. And um, Chris just decided that I should, because of my age as well, just yeah. decided that it'd be better if I turn pro and try and do something with it. Absolutely brilliant, that is. Absolutely brilliant. And it's just it's led from there really. There'd be no amount of money in the world, no no experienced trainer out there who trains. Anybody out there, I wouldn't move. No chance. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, Very and good. And how many fights have you had better as a pro now? Uh, pro fights, I've had one. Okay. Uh, one, and I've won that. And in the amateurs, I had 16 and I won 10. Wow. And oh, you're, brilliant. You're a, you're a brilliant. super welterweight, I believe. Is that yeah, right? I'm super welterweight. Yeah. Super welterweight. That's right, that's right middle. Yeah, right, yeah. That's, that's yeah. 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 Arv, you're showing your yeah. age again, mate. 
Yeah, it's all super well. Yeah, I'm getting on, I'm getting on. Yeah, I'm all the old weights, but I do, I do. I, I suppose the thing I, is, I, 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 what we do need to let people know is you are nearly 70 years old. So... <laughs> <laughs> You're only as young as you feel. <laughs> it's really, you know what? You, you know, you know, you know, time, time, time flies. You know, I still feel like I'm just retired. You know, I'm over 15 years now. You know, he's not really 70. He's, he's 69. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, super welterweight. So, I mean, that's a that's a red hot division as well. I mean, all of you are in really good yeah. positions, aren't you? You've got middleweight with with uh, you've got uh, only use the featherweight. Yeah. Like there's one thing he's not telling you. When when we took this we took this bout for Ben, we, Ben we're, Ben we're gonna do, go on the road a bit, uh, Arv. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, learn, yeah. Learn, yeah. Learn, learn his craft, learn his professional craft, and earn a little mm. bit whilst he goes. That's the plan with, with Ben. Yeah. But yeah. his first fight, um, his first fight, he was matched against a guy in Scotland who had hundred amateur fights. Oh my god! Oh, what was his name? His name was Sam McCarroll. He fought for Scotland as well. Yeah, he fought for Scotland oh. as well. And he beat him uh, of, his, of, his, of the four rounds, beat him convincingly. And it was just the style that he beat him. So Ben deserves credit yeah. for that. Oh, 100%. Well, definitely. 100%. So what's your, what's your style of fighting, Ben? Obviously, we've never, we, we can't see you. So. My style, there isn't, I, to be honest, I've seen a few pros using it and that on TV. The, the only, I've seen one the other day that were using it, but the only person I've ever really seen use a similar sort of style is Klitschko. Always leave oh. the lazy the lazy hand out, and then yeah. obviously it, it puts the opponent off, and you just you try and you just try and catch them out as much as you can when they make mistakes, make them make them yeah. make, make them pay. It's, it's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You, you, you know, I just wanted to say, you know, that style of boxing, you know, you can't beat the basics. You always win, and there's not too many people don't rely on basics. They rely on basics. No. They rely on fancy stuff. Fancy stuff that wins your fights. Basics wins your fights. It does, cause it is. It's just you want two yeah. straight jabs, make them, right. make them pay. That's it, isn't it? That's really? right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So again, so you're on the Aberdeen card as well, in Nova. So all three of you. Are, I am. All three. Of you. And are you all really excited about it? I'm sure you're all buzzing to get back in the ring, aren't you? I am, yeah. Uh, we're not too sure about a date. We've got something in mind for my fight, obviously, but the girls are, the girls, how it's going, I'd probably say the girls will be out before me. Right, um, okay. I'm just, I'm just ticking over now, doing training as I do every day, getting to the gym okay. when I can, and just getting ready for that next thing in. I'm, I'm not prepared to go out and lose. I've not got much yeah. confidence in me, but that the first win was the most important one. You're not going to get another yeah. debut, yeah. never. I've got to be you really don't sound very confident at all. You sound very confident. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm I'm an humble yeah. guy. I'm an humble guy. Yeah, yeah. Humble. Every, don't don't miss, every don't, opponent. Don't every opponent is it's a fifty fifty. It's a fifty fifty chance I could lose. Mm. I could win, but. The art and determination yeah. I have got, um, yeah. I'm prepared to put whatever it takes in to, to make the best I can. That's good all man. I can say. It's a good, good, good attitude to have, Ben, but be... I'm, it's I'm a very good attitude, that. Everything in life is 50-50, mate, but, you know, you're, you're, I'm, exactly. sure you're, I'm sure you'll get the 100%, mate, so don't worry about it. Oh, that. yeah, well, I'm so, hoping so. You will, you will. Yeah, you yeah. You the, know, and, the thing about it is, like, if you listen, if is we we did before the last fight, they did a like a Zoom online press conference. Yeah, uh, you know, we Dan knew it from Boxing TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they did an online press conference, so they got I've just got Ben up. We, we were travelling down to Aberdeen at the time we were on the bus because we have to yeah. it's like seven hours journey. Yeah. And they did this press conference, and Ben was on the coach, the bus <laughs> going down, and <laughs> his opponent was saying all these things. And I'm gonna smash you. Yeah, his last words was Honestly? to him. Yeah, yeah, Dan, yeah. Dan, the interviewer says to him last, he says, "What's your final word for Ben before you meet him on Saturday night?" Then the uh, summer. And he says, I'm going to smash him up. And then Ben just said, we'll see. And that was it. And I always said to him, let, listen, let your boxing duck talking. Don't yeah, really yeah. Yeah. yeah, they can all give it the mouth, mate. Absolutely. But it's what you do in the ring, isn't it? So, yeah, totally agree. Totally. Obviously, with the 100 amateur experience, I thought, oh, no, where we go. Mm. But I think when you, if you win a fight by stoppage or knockout, that just obviously, you've got something there. But... To win somebody over the the space of the rounds and how many rounds it is, if you win yeah. comfortably in that, that just means you've outboxed your opponent, I think. Yeah. And I think it makes it does honestly. And I'll never disrespect any one of my opponents, but oh, I definitely say I did enough to to win the fight. Definitely. Well, it sounds like you definitely stuff. did, mate. Definitely did. And Pretty yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, I'm sure the more you fight, Ben, the more confident you get. Anyway. Oh God, yeah, definitely. It, you know, definitely. I'm sure for all of you, for Ben, Ellie, Holly, I'm sure at the minute with the current situation with the COVID crisis. You know, for a lot of you pros, it's probably it's probably caused maybe a blessing in some ways. It's given you more, yeah, but problems. But I mean, for you guys, I'm sure you're looking forward to the day when you can all step into the ring and you're gonna have a crowd of people there to cheer you on. You know, it's all those kind of little things, isn't it? So yeah, you know, and I'm sure by next year, hopefully this this whole situation will be under control and you'll you'll get that experience. Oh, hopefully, you know? hopefully, yeah. So, Fingers crossed. Yeah, so, I mean, unfortunately, guys, we are sort of coming towards the end of the time now, but it'd be nice to get some final words from all of you. I mean, so so, yeah. so going back to Holly, I mean, what are you hoping to get out of it? What are you hoping to get out of your career, Holly? Where are you looking to get to? You know, what's, what's your ambitions? Um, I want to become uh, a... Ta- oh. Listen, this, I'll tell you Holly's dream because she's terrible with words, right? Oh, <laughs> And she's been like this from day one. She yeah. wants to become the youngest ever world champion before she's 21, beat Mike Tyson. And I believe she will do I'm that. Say, oh, you're going to do it. I think you definitely, okay. definitely do it. Yeah, me, me too, Ollie. And me don't too. worry about words, mate. What you do with your fists mm. is the most important. That's I'm right. sure you will do yeah, right. by the time you're 21. I don't doubt Brilliant it. stuff. And what about, what about Ellie? Yeah, yeah. Are you on the similar lines, Ellie? Are you kind of hoping for a similar... What are you looking to do? With LA, she's a different one, Ellie, because they're very, they're very shy, these two. They're, they're very so humble, like Nicola's just so like confident speaking because she's yeah, older. Yeah, These yeah. two are a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, with LA, yeah. I'll speak for her, but we talked about this today. Yeah. LA is the most humblest fighter you'll find. She yeah. doesn't brag, she doesn't boast, she doesn't oh. lie. But, but she's, got all the, she's got all the attributes to go all the way. She wants you... I said this before, I think I spoke to Laker. Yeah. She, was, she was the one who came into the gym with no natural talent, no yeah. raw ability, no nothing. But she's she's got it all in, in natural. If you looked at her, you'd see. Yeah. So she can go as far as she wants to go, trust me. I think oh, fantastic. the pair of them, I mean, I know I know it's difficult when you're put on the Super spot, especially on a radio show, yeah. you know. But yeah. I'm sure the pair of you, you know, pair of you girls are going to go a long way. Holly, you know, for all yeah. you've already done in your amateur career, if you can transfer that across into mm-hmm. professional, yeah. you definitely meet your goals. Ellie, totally you know, crack on yeah. because, totally again, you know, when we spoke yeah. to Nicola the other day, all of you, you know, Ben, 
Holly, Ellie, when we spoke to Nicola the other day, she was singing all of your praises in the gym, and she did actually give you a real kudos by saying that when she goes into the gym, you guys really motivate her to carry on. So yeah. you know, they, that... they all motivate themselves. They're all they're all such good. You pay for it, some sparring lately, you know? Yeah, yeah. You pay for it. It's absolutely top level. Yeah, this is really. Yeah. Ben will the tell you what, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? To watch them, especially Eleanor's obviously it's trying to that's the problem. But when <laughs> Nick and Ollie get in the ring, yeah. you can't really just say to him, "Here, take take it easy," because they're trying to they just trade leather for however long it is. And do you know what? I'm I'm um. Obviously, uh, an adult bloke, and I tell you what, I wouldn't even like to be on end of one of them punches. No chance. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right, Ben. Well, guys, thank you very much, Jordan, and thank you very much, Chris, for bringing the guys onto the show. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. And it's been absolutely oh, thank you, chatting Put to you. Across, I'd love that. Thank you. Means a lot. Thank you very much. And thank you, Chris. What would be good, Chris, before you go, is obviously once these, yeah. once they have their fight in November, and Ben, when you have your... Give us a text. Let us know when you're fighting. And of course I will. You know, we'll, we'll get you back on, you know, before you fight or after you fight. We'll have a chat about what happened and all that Brilliant. kind of stuff. All right? That'd be perfect for us. No worries. We'll make Brilliant. sure that Thanks, we get you all of Take care, all of you. Good luck. Take care, all of you. Bye. You too. Bye. Cheers. Bye. 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 Well, that was uh, Chris from Balls Gym in, uh, in Workshop. He was joined by Ellie, Holly and Ben. And as you can tell, a great great crowd down there and uh, really passionate. I think they're all going to go a long way in uh, in boxing. Obviously, the girls are very young and um, they were quite shy. But uh, I'm sure in time, they're, uh, they're going to develop and, um, and be real stars to watch in the future. And uh, we look forward to seeing them develop. And as I said, um, we're very lucky here at Sport and Area. And Chris has kindly... Um, agreed to uh, allow us to be um, ambassador sponsors for uh, for the gym and uh, obviously helping to promote the fighters there which we're really excited about and we really can't wait to be part of that but to give you all a breather now I'm just going to play a bit of uh, David Bowie and Heroes How you doing huh? Doing good? Excellent You doing okay? How about you my baby? How are you doing gal? Big smile, big smile for daddy. <laughs> Is that like the grossest thing that people say? Oh, come to your daddy, baby. What is with this daddy shit? Sorry, I've been watching, been watching too much. What's that? Did you say something? <laughs> I've been watching too much television. Forget about it. Hey, you're better off. Okay, so what, what's going to happen? You're still okay for time, right? Well, this was my idea. So we're going to do another couple of songs, right? Then we take a very, very short break. And then we come back and do the low album for you, if you want. You okay out there with that? Low? Thank God you know it. We could have been starting. And then we'll do some more songs after that, you know. So this could, I'm not joking, this could be really long. So if you like, if you didn't make any arrangements for getting home, I've got a fairly big motor outside so I can get some of you back, yeah? You know, like two or three. <laughs> ah, shut up, Bowie. Okay, another song. You 
past the late great David Bowie and uh, and Heroes. What a fantastic tune! Uh, sorely missed is uh, is Mr. Bowie. Uh, produced some great music over the years. Uh, undoubtedly one of the greatest uh, music icons of all time. And uh, like I say, brilliant song, brilliant song. So for our next interview, we've got um, Adam Etches. Uh, again, it's the pre-recorded interview that myself and Dave did with Adam. Uh, just this week, uh, great guy from up in Manchester there, and uh, we talk about his career, what he's been up to, and why his career came to kind of an abrupt end, really. Um, uh, so uh, have a listen, and uh, again, I hope you enjoy. It's quite a long one, again, it's about 40, 44, 45 minutes long, but, uh, you know, get yourself comfy and listen. The uh, guy's had a fantastic career. Like I say, was the IBF Intercon- Intercontinental, get these words out today, middleweight champion, Um great fighter and uh, like I say a really interesting story so hopefully uh, you'll all enjoy this and uh, stay tuned you're listening to Sporting Area Extra on Radio Willingdon <laughs> that <you're> funny man <laughs> hello and welcome to Sporting Area I'm Lakey I'm Jay. I'm joined by Dave. Uh, hello, Dave. You're all right. Hi, guys. How's it going? Uh, good. And uh, our special guest for this show, we've got Adam Etches, who is the former WBC Youth Middleweight Champion and the former IBF International Middleweight Champion. Hello, Adam. How are you? I'm brilliant, thank you. How's yourself? All good. All good. Thank you very much for coming on the show. I know you've had a little chat with Dave before uh, before we start going on air, and uh, Dave's going to be leading the interview there with you. So I'll hand over to you guys, and, uh, and good luck, Dave. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, thank, a massive thanks, Adam, for for coming on the show. Uh, I know you're a pretty busy guy now with with what you're doing, training and, and managing fighters. Um, so I think it'd be good to to start where it all began, and you know what what kind of got you you into boxing. Well, I, I was doing kickboxing, I were, before I was boxing. Um, I did that f- from being five or six years old. My mum and dad got me into that, um, like a bit of an hyperactive child. <laughs> and I, uh, <laughs> I, you know, enjoyed it, did, did well out of it. And I, I started boxing from, from kickboxing, really. Wow. Was it, was it, how old was you when you got into kickboxing? Oh, as long, as young as I can remember. Five or six years old. Would you say that was uh, an, an influence, you know, in the family, or was it something you'd, you know, was it a local gym, or what was it that actually got you into combat sports in a way? Yeah, a local gym, and I think as a kid, I was always hyperactive, always running around, always, you know, jumping around and stuff. And my mum and dad sent me there to burn some energy, I suppose, and you know. <laughs> For a bit of discipline, I don't know what. Yeah, because it's when you're a kid, it's you know you, you've got that much energy. It's like, what what do I do? You know, I can go and cause trouble, or I can go and make something in my life. But were they quite supportive of you? Did they take yeah, you very, to, to fights and stuff? Very very supportive. Um, my mum and dad always worked weekends, so although they were supportive, they couldn't always come to my fights. But my first ever kickboxing trainer. Um, Brian Becky's name where he used to take me to all competitions and but my mum and dad you know they were my number one supporters they used to pay for me to go to places um, follow me any time take me to training so it took a lot out of their lives as well as my own 
that's good that that you had that support and you know some see, seeing them do that for you that must have would it, would it spur you on even more to to be successful yeah it, you know it, it it were brilliant like i say i can't find can't find me my mum and my dad for getting me into it and sending me down down the path because you know it, who knows where where I'd be or what I'd be doing if if I hadn't have walked in the gym at that young age. How far did you go in in kickboxing? Then did you win any titles or anything like that? Yeah, I, to be honest, I went as far as as you could possibly go in terms of kickboxing. Um, it's not like boxing, or it wasn't when when I were doing it. Um, there's less people that actually follow it. Hmm. I won all sorts of world titles but it's like I say it's different to boxing like boxing there's only your, your four world titles and when you get up to that level the majority of people know who you are because boxing's a you know it's got a bigger stronger fan base than what kickboxing has and it's more competitive but the answer to your question I, I, I couldn't really have done any more as far as kickboxing were concerned and that ends the reason why I went into boxing because it, you know, a bit a much better, much better career as opposed to being a kickboxer. More available, it's more popular, isn't it? Boxing though, compared to compared to kickboxing. And one question I do have is compared to how big, you know, like do you watch the UFC at all? I'll be honest, I don't really watch it. No, was there never the thought of going into mixed martial arts rather than boxing? I, to be honest, I had two fights doing that. Okay, um, and that that was the same at, at the time. I'm talking well over ten years ago now, so it, it was just co- literally coming on the scene then. But I, you know, out of the two fights that I'd had, my body were in bits. I, you know, <laughs> worse than rugby then, yeah. Yeah, worse than rugby. Because <laughs> because UFC was no or or mixed martial arts was was not as big probably back then, was it? When, no, you, it when wasn't. you were in kickboxing. It hadn't really got going until Conor McGregor's come on scene. Oh, it's changed. Eh? He's changed uh, the UFC. <laughs> to be fair, hasn't he? But yeah, it, you know, it's changed for for a good reason. It's good. It's good that it's out there. But I just think boxing, boxing always has been and I think it always will be the number one sport it's known as a man's sport though isn't it you know was you going to ask me then Trevor, you? no no I, I just think it's the boxing is a sport of all sports I think when you get to the top it's the it's the highest paid sport I think the rewards are far bigger than any other sport that you can get I mean winning the heavyweight title of the world there's nothing better that, in my eyes, than what can be won than that. It's definitely the top, isn't it? At the end yeah, of the I think it's, my... you know, I think it's better than a World Cup final or a Champions <laughs> League final. It's a one-man sport, and you know. So going back to you know when you when you you transitioned from kickboxing to boxing, did you have any idols that you you know thought I want to be like them? Yeah, to be honest, it it were all a dream to me. Or it feels like it because my biggest idol in boxing was Ricky Hatton, and uh, I ended up signing with him as a professional boxer when I were wow. when I were eighteen. And at the time, Ricky Hatton was 
the biggest promoter in Britain at the time. Was he still fighting then? Uh, no, he literally just retired. And then he had, he had his comeback fight where he'd come out of retirement in Manchester. I think that was in 2012. I, I actually boxed on his undercard, but... I mean, to, to Is that the fight, MEN, was it? Uh, yeah, the MEN. MEN, yeah. Yeah, I've seen Anthony Crawler fight there. It's a great atmosphere, isn't it? Oh, that night was unbelievable. It's a great atmosphere anyway, but when Ricky boxed, <laughs> and to box on his undercard, one one the fight before he came out were unbelievable. But like the answer to your, your first question, what you asked, um, it, it were just it were nuts, you know. Ricky being my big, biggest idol, and someone who I've most looked up to more than any anything. The next minute I'm he's promoting me and I'm training with him in gym. It were like it felt a bit surreal. It's amazing. How did that come about then, the, the dealings with, with Ricky? Um, to be honest, it, it came about with some sparring. Um, I sparred a lad from Manchester and Ricky happened to see it. And um, it just from there, it, 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 I ended up signing with him. My manager, Richard Poxon, at the time, he was working for Arm Promotions and uh, he was... He, he signed me as his man, as a you know, his boxer, if you like. He was my manager, and it just went from there. But you know, it was a it was a surreal time. Just all these good things happening to me. It were like, wow. You must have thought, yes, I've made it now. You know, I'm I'm set for life now. Did, how much influence did he have on your fights after you signed with him? Um. Quite a lot, to be honest, because I've I've always looked up to Ricky. Like I say, not just in boxing. Um, I, I liked his, you know, how popular he were. Everybody loved him. Is a is a, a nice bloke. Um, he took me he took me to places. He took me to watch Martin Murray box Felix Sturm in Germany. Wow. Um, so I've been to Vegas with him when. Um, Atom box uh, when Pacquiao box Mayweather. Um, I've, I've I've done some good things with him, and you know he's he's a good he's a good friend in boxing. It's definitely so. You know, a lot of I'm sure Lakey would agree with this. I mean, that's, you know, Ricky and I'm originally from Manchester myself, and you know, whenever he fought, it was the you know everybody in the city stood still, and probably all over the. The UK as well. I've got to um, say there, Dave. I mean, I'm I'm nowhere near Manchester. I'm down in Brighton, so I'm a long way from there. But I, I think the country used to come to a standstill, especially when um, you know when he fought, even when he fought Mayweather, you know, even when he was over in the states, and um, you know, it was on the Sky box office and stuff. I know the whole country was behind him for those kind of fights. He was such a massive, you know, hero in boxing. Just to, just and I think what it was, he's an everyday kind of guy. You know, it was, um, you'd see pictures of him, you know, and after a fight, he'd have a pint of Guinness and he'd be having a fry up before the way. You know, and I yeah. think I think a lot of fellas and ladies, you know, I think just generally, I think people associated with him because he, he was a man about the town, you know, and um, and a very naturally nice guy. So, yeah, no, I agree, Dave. I mean, um, I think everybody, I think the whole country used to come to a standstill for his fights. So he had that kind of, um, you know, I don't know if you're old enough to know Dave or Adam, but, you know, when we Frank Bruno was boxing, the whole country used to come to a standstill for those kind of fights, you know. And I think Ricky kind of had a similar kind of impact, you know, when it, when he stepped up and uh, and he was in the ring. 
yeah, definitely. He was a he's a cool guy, anyway. So, so, so talk us through your, your boxing career then. So, you what you had was it twenty two fights in total? Was it? Yeah, twenty two fights, twenty wins, and eighteen knockouts. That's why you you got called the uh, the bomber then. Where did that come from? Who gave you that? It comes from my amateur gym. I used to train at a, a gym in Chesterfield um, called St Michael's as an amateur, and I used to knock I used to knock kids out even in amateurs with an egg guard on. So the people used, lads in the gym used to call me the bomber, but they, they were good they were good times as well. And how many amateur fights did you have then, Adam? Was it? I mean, it, very different from kickboxing. I'm sure, like I say, from listening to you and Dave chat, I know your, your kickboxing career was a very successful one, but. In regards to amateur, how did you how did you find it, and how many fights did you have? Was it very different? I mean, obviously putting on the head guard and getting and not being able to yeah, kick people had, in the head as was a probably kickboxer, a I had two hundred. I had two hundred kickboxing fights. Wow. Yeah, but my amateur <laughs> career, I I only had thirty five. Right, but it's still you know still quite a few. That's a lot. Nothing compared to like your your, your Usyk's and your Lomachenko's. They have three hundred or like two hundred and odd, three hundred and odd boxing fights, but. Yeah. It's a bit different over here. It's you can still get the fights, but it's not as they're not on as often, and there's not as many shows. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you um, did you win any titles as an amateur, or is it just that you know you did the thirty five and you thought now you know I've got the kickboxing, I've got those under my belt. Now it's time to go to professional. We obviously under Ricky. I, I didn't win any meaningful titles. I got to finals at Golden Gloves. And I got yeah. to final at finals at ABAs and got beat both times, but. I knew that amateur boxing for me, it weren't my style. No. Um, you know, it's it's more it's it's a fast pace, um, and it, you've literally just got to to sprint. Whereas professional boxing, it's more of a more of a marathon. Tactical, a isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, a bit more of a chess game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you found that the pro game sort of obviously suited you. And do you think that ties in with your kickboxing as well? Though, I mean, was it kind? Of, did you find? A similar kind of ethos, you know. You're getting in there, and you had a bit more time to think about what you were doing, rather than maybe sort of a few two. Was it two minute rounds? You thought was amateurs, or was it three? I can. Was it three twos or two? Three? As, as amateurs, as amateurs, it, it starts off as uh, three one and a half, then it goes to three twos. Yeah. And then it goes, and then it goes to three threes. But because you're only doing three rounds, yeah. It's literally flat out from from off. off whereas yeah. when you turn when you turn pro. It, your debut is four rounds, and then you quickly move on to six, eight, ten, and twelve rounders. Yeah, so yeah. It, it it just it's a completely it's a different different sport, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of kickboxers that do go across. We were talking to, I'm sure you know, Rachel Ball, who beat you know the um, Shannon Courtney recently. Um, and she's, yeah. She's due to fight. Um, Ebony Bridges, I believe, for the WBA title soon. But um, we were talking to her, and a very similar kind of story to yourself. You know, did the kickboxing, did very well in kickboxing, short amateur career, gone straight onto professional boxing, and having a lot of success. So, I mean, just that that underpinning from the kickboxing, the, the amateur mixed. It, it sounds like it's a good recipe for when you move across into the pro game. Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest thing is, although it's a, a much different sport, and you have got to change a few a few habits, but. A, a, you know, a good boxing coach will show you that anyway. But it gives you the um, the, the strength and the toughness because it's an hard game. You know, you're punching and getting kicked as you know full whack. It mm. makes you tough. Yeah. And that that's one of the things. What you, obviously you need in boxing. Yeah. You don't want to be getting you don't want to be getting hit with shots. Ideas to get out of the way and yeah, well, yeah. 
it and not get it. But yeah. as you know, when, when you're boxing, there's a, you're going to get it yeah. ultimately. Yeah. You, you know, if you've had that that toughness embedded into you, it it just makes it makes you more prepared for when the big fights and the tough fights come. And so your your first professional fight that was back in two thousand and ten. Um, two thousand and ten. Yeah. And um, how I mean, how did you feel for that one? I mean, that must have been a big thing. I know you obviously had Ricky there with you and stuff, but were you very? How did you feel about your professional debut? It was at the uh, Devere White's Hotel in Bolton. Your professional debut in Bolton, and you won by obviously TKO. Yeah. But um, how did you? How were you feeling prior to that sort of that that first? I've fight? never that that feeling that day was probably the best feeling. I'll, 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 I'll ever have. Um, I remember because my fight was getting shown on Sky. Right. And obviously Ricky were there. It was my debut fight. I'd sold a load of tickets. That's brilliant. It, it, <laughs> everyone was buzzing for the fight. And I, and I was I more, more buzzing than anyone. And I, I remember um, on night night before the fight, I never slept. And I, I woke up morning at fight and I was you know I was really worried I'm thinking I hope I hope I'm gonna be all right because mm. I literally I didn't have a wink of sleep just Ouch. with the adrenaline and I was that buzzing but obviously now I know now I know what I know about boxing on your debut fight you, you never really fight anyone who's gonna be a real threat should we say mm. so it 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 were it were an easy an easy night's work, but like I say, it was probably one of the best nights of my life that way. Yeah, well, it's, your, a, um, it's a milestone, big moment, isn't it? Sorry, Dave, go on. No, I was going to say, I'm sure all your family were your family there as well. Were they like, cheering you on? From the stands? Yeah, I, I took a right, I took a right crowd. Up. There were about <laughs> 300 people that came from, wow. from Sheffield. Wow. wow. And on Sky as well, which is I, not, yeah, not too bad. Yeah. I was on Sky from the first fight. I always like to ask about those first fights because I, I don't know if you were on the interview, Dave, that we did with Michael Sprott recently, and he he was telling us about his professional debut, and he said he was a bag of nerves. You know, he was like, "Oh my god," a bit like yourself, couldn't sleep. The adrenaline was there, but he got in the ring, and he said he just stormed across the ring and just threw everything at the fella opposite him. I can't remember the guy's name. He said he went down for a body shot. And he said it was just that total feeling of elation that you've kind of got through it. You know, and um, so it's always nice to ask you guys what you felt like for your first fight because it's it's a good insight, you know. Yeah. That's good. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, going obviously going forward a little bit to when you won your first title in professional boxing, how how, how did that feel? That that were again. I know. I always said to anyone who asked me about boxing, there's three things that I always remember. One's the first fight, one's the first title, and the other's the first loss. And them they're they're the three fights. What? Obviously, I can remember more more of them, but they're the three fights what I'll never forget. And as for winning my first title, that were you know they were unbelievable. I, I boxed at Ponds Forge um, in my own city, and I sold well, I sold a thousand tickets for that. So uh, you know a lot of people from Sheffield came out to support me. It were that was the Barbosa fight, wasn't it? Uh, my first ever fight were Andre Abramenko. Oh, sorry, yeah, I need an apology because I said WBC. You won that one as well, the youth, but this one was the no. IBF youth middle title, wasn't it? Yes, that yeah. was the IBF. I, I remember the Barbosa fight. I, like I said, I remember all of them. Um, but <laughs> the, 
the the one that the ones that stick out most in my memory is the, your first ever title fight. Obviously, your first fight, and first time you get beat. Yeah. Um, like I said, there's there's others in there, good fights and stuff. I remember, but they're the ones that one that stand out properly for it. Yeah. Really stick out, and I'm sure most other boxers will tell you the same thing. Ones that stick with you forever, then, isn't it? So, I mean, look, looking at your career, you, you had a fantastic career, only losing twice. And when you lost, you know, I know you fought, unfortunately, lost to John Ryder. Was that at that? At what point did you think I've had enough? I'm gonna, I'm getting out. What retiring from boxing? Yeah, I tell you, it was probably a week after losing to John Ryder, and the reason being. You know, I'm I'm not being uh, taking anything away from John. John's a cracking boxer. He's proved that he nearly beat Callum Smith. Well, he should have beat. He Callum Smith. did well. He oh, did. Yeah. Some people think he did. I I think he did to be honest. But that's you know that's just my opinion. But I, I, obviously, I lost the Kamitsky fight, um, and I lost the John Ryder fight. And in my own mind, it were going to be. I'm not saying it would have been impossible, but my worth went down and it was going to be, I thought, too much of a mountain to climb to get back up to where I wanted to be. I mean, I didn't make, I didn't, I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve in boxing, but I only had aspirations of being a world champion. That's the only thing that I wanted to, could see myself doing. I thought, this is, this is guaranteed to happen. And obviously I lost to John. I thought, well, realistically, it ain't gonna happen, but the rider fight, my, my, you know, my training team will tell you how I did everything wrong for that fight. I shouldn't have. I know it's, you know, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to take any away from 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 John. He's a cracking boxer, and you know, best man won that night. He beat me fair and square, but I didn't, I didn't give myself the best chance of winning. Let's put it that way. Was there no talk of a rematch after that? Uh, to be honest, not really. I didn't. But that's a good question. I, I suppose that that could have been, and probably, maybe would have been a good a good option to do. But like I said, I'd, I'd lost to him. I've got trouble. I've got trouble in my hands. I've got bad hands. Um. Sorry, interrupting you. That that's quite because obviously you you know clearly from your record you're a big hitting guy. You know you obviously you know you're a powerful boxer. You know, real, you know your KO speak for themselves. Do you think that's what maybe caused the problems with it? Because you think of people like Nassim Hamid again from your your end of the world. You know Sheffield way. You know another yeah. big puncher. Is that like an occupational hazard for you guys? You know where you are such heavy hitters that your hands just suffer as a result of that. Regardless of how you try and kind of maybe look after them throughout your career. Yeah. It, that, that certainly your hands you've got loads of small bones mm. obviously forgetting all forgetting the fights look at the training what you do yeah. punching a yeah. bike yeah. sparring it's constant repetition so it, you know Joe Calzaghe was the same he yeah. wasn't the, the, the biggest puncher in the world but he had massive massive trouble with, with his hands and it, for me like I said if, you, if you're winning and everything's going your way it kind of spurs you to, to although it's a still a problem, it spurs you to carry on. Yeah. But once you've been beat a couple of times, and 
obviously you, the goalposts move far away and it's harder to get to and your hands start hurting, you start giving, there's more and more doubt. Hmm. You, you, I, I, you know, I questioned myself, I thought, can I really achieve what I wanted to achieve? And thinking about it logically and be, being honest with myself, I thought, no, I'm not going to do it. And, you know, f- from that day on, I'm just channeling all my energy into what I'm doing now. Which is the dream. Yeah. Although I couldn't be a world champion myself, uh, 100%, guaranteed I'm going to train and manage a world champion. That really yeah, resonates because, that... um, sorry, Dave, just hearing, no, hearing no. Adam say that. Because okay. one of the guys that I'm sure you, you Ishan Pickering, he's one of our, he works with us on the radio, you know. Um, yeah. Absolutely super guy, you know, won the British, so, you know, you, uh, British Commonwealth, European Super Bantam titles, you know, fought for the world title. And um, that's one of the things, he's, he trains fighters now as well, obviously, over there in Newark. And, um, you know, he's, he's he says exactly the same as you, you know, although he didn't win you know, that elusive world title, you know, he's he's sure, as you've just said there, you know, that he's got some guys in his gym that are going to help him fulfil that indirectly by winning, they're going to win the world title, which to him would be, would would feel the same. You know, he's hoping to get the same feeling from those, one of his guys winning a title as hopefully, you know, he would have got if he'd won it himself. Yeah, it is. It's, it's strange. It's like the nerves before, like you get before you fight. Mm. I get them same nerves with the kids who I'm managing because obviously it's my responsibility and job to pick the opponents. Yeah. Obviously they're the ones that have got to go in there and and do, get the winner and come up with the goods. Mm. But it's one of those, it, you're responsible for what you're doing. So if a kid's only had five or six fights and you chuck him in with someone who's a bit, a bit too good, it can damage him. Yeah. But, then at the same time, if if you if all you're doing is giving them easy kids and kids who they're going to beat all the time, mm. you're giving them a false sense of security and you're not doing them any good that way. So it's a difficult it's a difficult job because it's like a bit of a a balancing act. You want the kids who are going to test them, but you don't want to don't want to chuck them in too deep too mm. soon mm. Um, and shorten the career. So. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a real responsibility you got there, really, isn't it? I mean, it's massive. When you when you put it the way you just did, you know, that's a, that is yeah, a big oh, responsibility to on your shoulders, you know. Hundred percent, because I remember, like I say, I remember me being a boxer myself. I know how much I wanted it, and I know what I would have done to achieve it, which is pretty much anything. So, really, your my their livelihoods in my hands. Yeah. So it's it, it it's nervous as well because it makes you nervous before because. You've got no control as a boxer yourself. Although you get nervous, you're the one that's getting in there, and you think, "Well, I'm nervous, but I'm going to deal with this." Whereas when you sat outside on front row watching it, you're nervous, and you think, "I'm sure I'll be all right. He'll 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 do he'll do a good job." Mm. So it's it's a different kind of thing. But I get that same kind of buzz, and I like it. Like I say, if I can. Uh, Hopefully, guide one of these guys to where I thought I was going to get to. I'd be, I'd be an happy man. And I'm sure you will. So you, you have a, you have two fighters, don't you, Adam? Do you want to tell us about them? I've got I've got three. Oh, um, three now. Three, Brilliant. yeah. I've got Shaquille Thompson. He was the the first one who I signed, uh, middleweight boxer. He's, he's I've just I've, I've had him. Well, he was sparring Kelbrook 
tonight because uh, he's a south. Oh, wow. Is that in prep for his fight, next fight, Cal Brooks' fight? Or yeah, fight Kel's, for Shaquille? No, no, it's, well, it's for both of them, but mainly for Brilliant. Kel's, Kel's fight in Terence Crawford, so... Big fight, Shaq's yeah, yeah. A, That's a big fight. Shaq's a, a big, tall, strong southpaw, so it's good... Good sparring for Cal, to be fair, and a good and it's brilliant for Shaq, obviously. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant experience for and you've him. You've got you've got Dante Dixon from memory. Yeah, Dante Dixon. Um, he's had five fights, won five, or has he had four, four or five? And I've got another guy who's I was having his debut in October. That's uh, Levi Smith. Levi Smith will have to uh, watch out for him. What show is it on? Do you know yet? It, it's on TV, but it's actually in Russia. Okay. Oh, everyone seems to be going over to Russia and Poland at <laughs> yeah. the minute. Are they allowed crowds there or something? Are they allowed sort of um, crowds at those fights at the minute? Or To be honest, I don't know. But I've seen a, there were a show on uh, a couple of weeks back. I forgot who it were, who were boxing. Uh, Williams, was it? Oh. No. Yeah. I don't think. Danny Williams. That was that was uh, was that was in Germany, no, was it Russia. I can't remember. Oh, was it? No, I thought it was Russia. Was it Russia? It yeah, Danny was. Williams. I know they all go all well over. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. I thought you said Danny that. Williams. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Danny <laughs> Williams. Yeah. yeah. He was doing that, it for his. Uh, that, that, that daughter, Danny, Danny Williams. That that would have won. Yeah. Oh. I forgot. All, I forgot who were top at Bill, but I know Danny Williams did box on it. And they were, they had a lot of they had crowds in there, so you know there might be a there might be a few people, and I'm not sure. Yeah, well, it's got to be better for the fighters. I mean, do you think as a it must be weird? I mean, it must be like a glorified. I'm not saying I shouldn't say a glorified sparring session. That sounds wrong, but it must be very similar for, for the guys that the girls, you know, that are getting in the ring at the minute, you know, and fighting and with no crowds there. It must be a bit like it must feel a bit like you're sparring because as a fighter yourself, you know, I'm sure you you are better placed than we are, but when you're in there and your your reserves are starting to go a bit and you're feeling a bit drained and you know you're feeling a bit tired. Surely hearing like you say when you you have big crowds coming to support you at your fights, hearing them cheer and roar your name, you know, that must spur you on sometimes just to give that get those last, you know, reserves of your energy, you know, to 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 bring them to the surface to to carry on fighting, you know. It, it it does it does but in another breath it don't I'm gonna be honest because it, a fight a fight's a fight and mm. I think any any boxer who gets in and actually has a fight and likes having a fight they're not bothered where they fight or who's there they just want to have a fight and in some in some ways I think it plays to the advantage of the away fighter because there's less pressure. There's no pressure of the crowd. There's no, there's no booing. There's no, it's not as, it's not as volatile. But at the end of the day, the fight's the same. As in, you're going in there. You got the same gloves. You've got the same referee. Mm. You've done the same hard work in training. So it, it, when you're fighting, although you do hear the crowd, it, it's kind of like a block. You you're just concentrating on. On your opponent, the guy in front of you. So, it, it, it the only bit where I do feel bad is actually watching it as a fan. Do you know when I watch it as a fan? Yeah. I think, God, it's a shame that there's not a load of people going to event and actually enjoying it. But yeah. I'm sure that I'll be back soon. Yeah, I reckon by next year. I hope. Let's hope so. Let's hope by next year, because as well, you know, uh, 
the, the tickets, you know, for especially for not, I'm not thinking of the big time promoters like Matram and Frank Warren, but for the smaller promoters, you know, that promote the, you know, these up and coming guys and girls on the small hall shows, you know, the, the tickets are their kind of bread and butter, aren't they? That's what they need, you know. So, you know, fingers crossed that hopefully soon um, the crowds will be allowed back and even for the small hall shows, you know. Definitely get yeah. the money back in then. I mean, is it? I mean, are you are you funding him yourself, or has he, has he got sponsors to take him out to Russia? Uh, no, I've got. He's actually got a deal with a Russian promoter. So brilliant. He's going to be. He'll be getting paid for it. Getting paid quite well for it as well. So, um, you know, he's, I've been lucky to lucky to get him to fight. To be honest, because there's not much happening right about now. No, exactly. No, because we had um, there's, we had a guest on uh, one of our first guests actually, uh, Laura Payne, who was uh, Team GB. Uh, she's fighting in is it Poland, Lakey? Yeah, she's fighting in Poland, uh, middle of November. But she's had to pay pay for some of the stuff herself, though, hasn't she? To get yeah, out a lot there. of them do. They have to pay sort of like accommodation and stuff. I think that's why they need the sponsors, mate. You know, especially when you're starting out. I should imagine it's quite tough going. You know, unless you've got a big time promoter behind you. Don't, you know. It is. It's hardest. It's hardest game in the world. And like you say, at the beginning, you need them sponsors. But a lot of the sponsors will have fell off because, and you can't blame them or fault them because they'll not be earning the money themselves. You know, with with the pandemic and the, you know, they'll not be they're not be making the money what they what they have been making. So they, you know, yeah, can't afford it, can they? They can't. They can't afford to sponsor the boxers mm. or sponsor the events, but. Yeah, it's, it's not good times, not good. To, but hopefully there is light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully they get get something to sort with the COVID soon. And um, in regards to yourself, Adam, I mean, what have you got? I mean, obviously the the, the training's going well. You're, you're doing well at that, and, the, and you're managing fighters. Have you got anything else in the pipeline, or are you just going to, you know, are you hoping to grow your stable of fighters as you go along? You know, I'm sure it's a new thing for you as well. Yeah, I'm. Uh, boxing boxing's always been my main thing, but I'm. Um, I'm, well, I'm currently opening a, a business with one of my friends opening a jewellery shop. Wow. Okay. So, That's totally different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's completely different. But Just a little bit. <laughs> to be honest, the, the the guy who I'm opening it with, he used to sponsor me as a boxer. Right. Wow. That's fantastic. So now I'm opening a shop with him. Oh, um, right. But it, it, it's one of them, to be fair. Obviously, at this level where I'm at now with the managing and the training, there's there's not there's not much money on it at all. Mm. Not that I'm not that I'm doing it for the money. I'm not. I'm doing it for the love of a game. Yeah. And and to produce a world champion what I thought like I said what That's I brilliant. thought I was gonna be. But at the same time, you've still got to put food on the table and you know You've got to pay mortgage and all the rest of it. Pay pay the bills, that's yeah. the one. So yeah. that's yeah. uh well, I'm just in process of doing it all now, so hopefully that should work out. Fingers well. crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed talking yeah. of food, talking of food. I know um, you, you're. A, is, do you actually own Express Produce? So we can give it a bit of plug. Oh yeah, plug. you said about this, Dave. Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kept that one quiet, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. To so tell us about Express Produce for all our Sheffield listeners. That's it. My, 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 dad, my, dad's, um, my dad's done fruit and veg for years, so it was just something what I'd when when this pandemic were on and they were not, you know, people were struggling to get to the supermarkets and stuff. It was a good chance for me to earn a bit of money and have something to do. But I'm 
I'm not actually I'm not doing it at the moment, the the fruit and veg because it's it's died off a bit to be honest. But I'm uh, it's one of them. I'll 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 open I'll turn my hand to anything if it if I can earn a few quid out of it and <laughs> I'll have, I'll have food it. on the table. Sensible <laughs> man, sensible man. <laughs> Okay. Well, I, I think. Uh, have you got any more questions, Dave? I'm just conscious that we've had, you know, kept Adam for longer than we said we would. And, you know, of course. Of you know, course. Just don't wanna... um, all I've got to say is that a big thanks for for taking the time out of your day, Adam, for how busy you are and, and coming on. And if if you if you'd like, we could get potentially get some of your fighters on in the in the coming weeks in preparation for their before their fights if, or after that. their fights. Yeah. Yeah, no, no problem at all. It'd be good to to get all of them on, just obviously as and when, Feel, as and when it suits. Whenever they're too free guys. to come on, I mean, we 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 we're working with a lot of trainers and, and managers at the minute, getting on stables of fighters. We've got a couple of fight, um, we've got a stable of fighters coming on this week. I think there's about three, four, four of them all all taking some time out in the gym just to join us on WhatsApp, and we're going to speak to them all about their careers. And we did it a few weeks ago with uh, some of Johnny Edwards' guys down in Guildford in Surrey. I think we had about right. seven of his fighters on, didn't we, Dave, for that interview? They all kind of jumped <laughs> it was on. It was great fun, great fun it was. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we all kind of just have a bit of a chat. It's like everyone sitting around, they're just telling us a bit about their careers and what they've done. But we love doing that on the show. So, because it's, you know, a lot of the media and stuff, you know, now they, they, they concentrate on the big-time fighters. But we want to, you know, there's the, 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 the prospects coming through one day might be the big-time fighters. So it's nice to give them a bit of bit of time to let people know who they are and what they're doing. So feel free, you know, keep in touch with Dave and we'll get them on and that would be great. No, definitely. Like I say, I know I'm a bit biased because I manage them all, but these three <laughs> lads, these three lads that I've got really are, I think, the, you know, any of them can be world champion. They all can be world champion. Obviously, they need to train hard and they need the not they need the rubber green yeah. but it it's there for all three of them to do it and god willing one of them one of them takes it and alongside that, I mean, obviously, you've got the experience now. Like you were saying, it, it kind of goes full circle, doesn't it? But, you know, when you first started, you have Ricky Hatton guiding you, and now you can, you're can you taking that experience and knowledge into guiding these guys. So I'm sure they're going to be fine, you know? Yeah, that's it. They're, they're, in, they're in the right hands. Like I say, I've, I've, I've been there and done it myself. I know, I know the bits what I've done wrong, the bits what I've done right. Yeah. And I, I think it's Andy having someone who's had that experience because... You, you listen to them. You know, there's a lot of people in boxing but are dishing out the advice, but they haven't had the experience. Yeah, you, that's, a, again, another common story, you know, when we've spoken to a lot of a lot of fighters who, whose careers maybe didn't go the way they You know, I'm sure, like you've said, every boxer that starts out, you know, their dream is to win, the, you know, become world champion, and, you know, that's why you do it. But we've, it's an all-too-familiar story. You hear of a lot of younger fighters that have started out, you know, and um, maybe through a little bit of mismanagement and a little bit of, you know, naivety when we're younger. We've all been there, you know, we've all been young, and uh, you think you know best, you know, and um, it just doesn't always pan out that way. But, uh, you know, it's... No, that's it. They get... They get... But like you just said, mismanaged and it's a bit of naivety. But I can honestly say, my you know my manager is he managed me from my first fight to my last, yeah. and I'm still good. I'm still good friends with him now. See, that's, good. Crack, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. He's a cracking bloke, and you know it, the experience what he's had through boxing. Some of the stuff what I haven't seen, he's seen, and I'm I'm taking from him. So. 
uh, for, for a young a young manager and a young trainer, I do think I have got. Obviously, I'm I'm always learning. Everybody's learning every day, but I think I've got a wealth of experience to pass on to the to, to offer, the yeah, definitely. So going back to Ricky quickly, um, finally for for you, go. Um, his son is actually a boxer, isn't he? Yeah. How, how do you think I've, he'll do in his career? I've, to be honest, I think he'll do brilliant because it's another one, and I'm sure I'm sure Ricky would tell you himself who, if he was speaking to you. He he knows what he did right. He knows what he did wrong, and the bits what he did wrong, it, it's common knowledge. He was going out. Drinking, putting loads of weight on. <laughs> which he did it better than anyone. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny and it made him what he were. But if he hadn't have done that, he, he probably would have beat Mayweather. Probably would have beat Pacquiao. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's very true. And if if he can pass that knowledge on to his son Campbell, and he takes it on board and he listens, there's no reason why you can't. Can't get to top because from what I've seen of him, he looks he looks a good a good boxer. Yeah, fingers crossed. You do see uh, do follow uh, Ricky on on Twitter and he, he does post videos quite often of his of his son training and stuff like that. And he yeah, he, looks he does look prospect. pretty good. Yeah. Well, if he's yeah, anything like his definitely. dad, I mean, blimey, he's halfway yeah. there. Isn't he? And I know that's a lot of pressure. But you know, you got this with the Eubanks, and you're like Eubank senior, Eubank junior. You know, it's a lot of pressure on their kids. You know, when they choose the same occupation. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's going to do going to do well. And like like Adam said, if he listens to dad, you know, then um, then he can't go wrong, really, can he? Yeah, that's it. He, he knows. To be honest, he knows. Ev- he knows everything. What Ricky don't know about boxing, isn't worth knowing. He's he's made it to the top. He's had the highest of the eyes. He's had the lowest of the lows. Yeah. He's 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 been beat. He's he's knocked people out. He's he's, he's seen it all. So, and he's a know, granddad I, now, isn't he? Didn't 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 Campbell? Campbell's got a son now as well, hasn't he? To be honest, I don't. I don't know because I, I think he has. I'm sure I read somewhere the other day. See, see, that might help as well. You know, because I think I'm sure Cam ground sure him a I, bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I read somewhere because I was a bit like blimey. I didn't realise, but yeah, I think um, <laughs> I think Ricky's now a granddad, which sounds old. I know, but he is. And um, yeah, I'm sure if Cam, if that's, I'm, I'm going to have to check it now because it's going to wind me up. But yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm hoping I'm not lying and you know anything libelous. But yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure that he's he's a granddad now. So you know. Well, I, I hope he is, because that's how rumours start, if not. Yeah, exactly. I might just, it might not be him at all. I probably read so it probably wasn't really out at all. Campbell, Campbell will be coming around knocking on your door. He will go, what the bloody hell? I haven't got any kids. I'm going to check it now, because I'm going to get sued. My name's Dave. No, 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 no. Don't blame me. <laughs> Suspense, suspense is killing me. Uh, no, yes, he yes, he he's got a son. Yeah, he's granddad. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're good. I'm, I'm good. I'm safe. That's all right then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Well, uh, thank you. I, 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 we're kind of out of time now. I'm, I'm conscious that we don't take the Mickey out of you by keeping you on, but definitely get your, you know, when, whenever you like, invite your fighters onto the show and um, let us know, and we'll have them on. It'd be great to, to chat to them all and obviously have you back on with them, and um, maybe we can have a catch up and hear about their careers. That'd be that'd be brilliant. Yeah, well, like I said, just, you just let me know when you want them on. I've got I've got three of them. Whatever, whenever it whenever it suits you guys. But these, like I said, these three guys. Definitely keep an eye on them because they, you know, they, 
very good prospects. Brilliant. Well, what I'll do, we'll get Dave to give you a get in touch with you and we'll arrange a good time and date when they're around and, and we'll, we'll get them on. That'd be brilliant. 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 Thanks, for you. Thanks for coming on, Adam. Well, thank you, Adam, no, for joining us. Thank you very much. Cheers, lads. Take care. Thank you. Speak have to a, you soon, mate. Have a great rest of the Bye. evening. Cheers, Adam. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Well, that was Adam Etches, former um, IBF international middleweight champion and... Uh, former IBF youth middleweight champion absolutely fantastic guy and um, we look forward to uh, to chatting with him and his stable of fighters again very soon here on Sportinarium <laughs> Richie <laughs> I just heard you last message <laughs> well that was Adam Etch's uh, interview by myself and Dave um, Great guy, as you could hear from the interview there. Great career, um, and we really enjoyed chatting to him. And, uh, you know, I'm sure his stable of fighters are going to do really well in the future. And, uh, again, you know, as we've said all, all day today, really looking forward to uh, to seeing how they progress. Well, all I can say from uh, from us today at the show is uh, thank you very much for listening. And um, hopefully you'll join us again uh, next week for the uh, Sporting Area Extra show. And... Uh, I'm going to just play you some music to uh, see us out and uh, I hope you all have a, a great Sunday. The second someone mentioned you were all alone I could feel the trouble coursing through your veins Now I know It's got a hold just a phone call left unanswered had me sparking now These cigarettes won't stop me wondering where you are Don't let go Keep a hold If you look into the distance There's a house upon the hill Guiding like a lighthouse It's a place where you'll be safe to feel like grace Cause we've all made mistakes If you've lost your way yeah, I will leave the light on For a darker place to hide That's alright But if you carry on abusing You'll be robbed from us I refuse to lose another friend to drugs Just come home Don't let go If you look into the distance There's a house upon the hill Guiding like a lighthouse It's a place where you'll be safe to feel our grace Cause we've all made mistakes If you've lost your way I'll leave the light on
Cause I will leave the light on, on. 